Hi, I'm Barb Nangle. I'm the founder of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery. On this podcast, I share my experience, strength, and hope from recovery. I don't support or endorse any particular 12-step recovery fellowship, and I don't claim to speak for any of them either. My hope is that you will find my words helpful in some way, whether you are in recovery or not. This is episode 92, Two Kinds of Discomfort. I want to talk today about the two different kinds of uncomfortable. But before I get into that, I want to reiterate that this is not me talking about the distinction between what is comfortable and comforting. I spoke about that on episode 44. Briefly, what I said there was that things that are comfortable because they're familiar are not necessarily comforting. This is particularly true for people in recovery. So comfortable is not necessarily comforting. Listen to that episode if you want to hear more on that distinction. Now on to today's topic. There are two different kinds of uncomfortable. If you grew up in a chaotic and dysfunctional family, you learned to be okay with discomfort, whether it was emotional, physical, psychological, doesn't matter. Comfort may not have been something you experienced often. So you learned to put up with difficulty and discomfort and to assume that life is hard and that is one kind of uncomfortable. We'll call that the bad kind of uncomfortable. There is a different kind of uncomfortable that has to do with changing your behavior and stretching yourself to go outside of your comfort zone. These are two completely different types of uncomfortable. We'll call the second kind the good kind of uncomfortable. And I'm a little leery about using the terms good and bad, but I think you you understand what I mean. I'm recommending that you learned to be in the second kind of discomfort temporarily, not the first kind of discomfort. The first example that pops into my mind about the discomfort we learned in our chaotic families uh, came from one of my friends in recovery. Last winter, she mentioned in a meeting that she had turned up the heat in her house because she learned from recovery that she doesn't have to put up with the discomfort of being in a cold house all the time. She's a grown adult. She's the one who pays the bills, makes the decisions. The utilities are in her name. She gets to be comfortable in her own home. When I heard her say that, I was like, oh my God, I didn't know that had anything to do with recovery. I started turning up the heat a couple years before that in my home, and it never occurred to me that it had anything to do with recovery. So our tolerance for this type of discomfort comes from the fact that we grew up in situations that were potentially traumatic, probably chaotic, probably dysfunctional. So we learned to put up with being uncomfortable much of the time. And we think that's just how life is. Another example that just popped into my head was I... When I first got into recovery, I was in a long car ride with somebody who was also in recovery, and I mentioned that I needed to go to the bathroom. And we turned into this conversation of him saying that every codependent person he's ever met holds it as long as they possibly can when they have to go to the bathroom. And I was like, that's crazy. But the more I started thinking about it and observing my own behavior, and the more I started talking to other people 
who were codependent, we realize we do do that. My friend's theory was that we do that because we're used to using things outside of ourselves to determine what our needs are. And I think that's partially true. I also think it's true that we're used to discomfort. We just think it's part of life. And we also want to meet our needs last over anybody else's. So we don't have to do that stuff anymore. We get to decide for ourselves as grown adults, what do I prefer? And then we get to seek out those things. So I know it's not as easy as just deciding this is what I prefer and then seeking that out because many of us don't actually know what we prefer because we've either been people pleasing and or enmeshed with other people and going by whatever they prefer. I'm not going to go into detail about the process of how you set boundaries and get out of enmeshment right now, though, of course, I do have an episode on that, number 27. Ironically, it's called Getting Out of Enmeshment. So you can listen to that if you want the details. But the gist of Getting Out of Enmeshment is that being able to determine what your preferences are means you really start giving a shit about yourself. You start to care about yourself. The second kind of uncomfortable comes along when we start to learn new behaviors. And since I just mentioned boundaries, I'll use that as an example. Learning how to set boundaries is very uncomfortable. Most new behavior as adults is uncomfortable at first. I realized that setting boundaries was extremely difficult for me personally because I didn't have models of healthy separation growing up. So to me, setting a boundary was the equivalent of abandonment. It didn't matter whether I set the boundary or the other person did. It felt like abandonment. However, and here's the key distinction between these two different types of discomfort. On the other side of this kind of discomfort, the good kind where we're trying to start new healthy behaviors is freedom. If you allow yourself to go through the discomfort of learning to set boundaries, you will realize freedom like you have never had before. In fact, just this past week, three quarters of the people in my boundaries coaching program used the word relief when talking about what it was like to start setting more and more boundaries. It's mental, emotional, and physical relief when we get to be our real selves, which we can do when we have healthy boundaries. And these folks are just starting to get a glimpse of that. So when you're thinking about whether things make you uncomfortable or not, here's a question to help yourself determine, is this the good kind of uncomfortable or is it the bad kind of uncomfortable? Ask yourself this, what would happen if you persisted with the discomfort. Now let's go back to the example where you're sitting in a cold house. If you persist in sitting in a cold house, the result is that you have prolonged discomfort, more cold house sitting. But if you look at the second type of discomfort, the good kind of discomfort, like that which comes when we begin new healthy behaviors, such as setting boundaries, the long-term result is that change happens. You grow, 
you get freedom, or at least it's freedom that you get when you set boundaries. So the question is, how is this discomfort going to play out if it's prolonged? Is it going to play out to your benefit in terms of the kind of life you're going to have? Or is it going to play out to your detriment in that you're going to be uncomfortable for the rest of your life? I want to add one other thing. I hear clients, fellows, and sponsees say all the time when it comes to changing behavior, it's hard. Well, here's the thing, people. You can do hard. You have been doing hard your entire life, especially if you're in recovery. So the idea that something being hard should be a barrier for you to do it is bullshit. So stop using that as an excuse for not doing things that are difficult or as an excuse for not doing things that make you uncomfortable. Your freedom, your happy, joyous, and free life lives on the other side of your comfort zone. And this is the good kind of discomfort I'm talking about. So get outside your comfort zone with the kind of dis- with that kind of discomfort and stop putting up with the kind of discomfort that's going to prolong your discomfort. You don't have to put up with that any longer. Remember, you can do hard and ask yourself, if I prolong this discomfort, will it lead to a better life or just prolonged discomfort? Now, if you are not already following me on Instagram at Higher Power Coaching, I would love it if you would do that. I'd also really love to hear from you. So direct message me there and let me know which episode of the podcast you've liked most and why. Talk to you next week. That's it for today. Please share this episode with anyone who might find it helpful. If you like what you've heard here, you might be interested in private coaching with me. If that sounds like you, then head on over to barbchat.net or you can get on my calendar for a free 20-minute consultation to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep, lasting changes in my life. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change, but I'll coach anyone who wants to be happy, joyous, and free. So if that's you, then go to barbchat.net and get on my calendar. I'd love to chat with you. Please like and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast outlet. This helps other people find me. Thanks for listening.